Hello, welcome to the Strip Plan Podcast with Tim and Rachel. 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 <laughs> Hello, everyone on the podcast. Hi, everybody. Right, we're doing a podcast today. We're doing the um, Q&A. So this is a live Q&A that's going out on the Strip Plan page, but we thought we'd record it as well because there's some good questions that we've got. So, first question that Tim is going to answer for us as well is, is it normal to be lifting lighter weights on holiday? I've been doing 10 kilos um, a day at home, but struggle with seven kilos to, so not today, 10 kilos shoulder press, but struggle with seven kilos when I'm on holiday. I'm going to be honest, I've never actually done weights on holiday. <laughs> well, that's um, a lie, because we went, didn't we? Yeah, but that was... Li- um, that was I found exactly the same. It's your body's... You're about to say that, and you? your body's in almost uh, recovery. Yeah, so... so it's, it's almost like um, so. holistic weights, we call them, Holistic weights. So basically, yeah, not every single session you're going to do is going to feel um, like it's your best, it's your max out session. If you're going off the premise that every time you lift, you need to try and lift heavier, you're going to either... Be the world's strongest man or woman within seven weeks, or you're going to be dead, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Your weight's going to fluctuate with uh, when you're lifting, depending on obviously your energy levels, depending on to be fair, moves and hormones as well. Mm-hmm. Also, it's going to depend on if you've slightly changed up your session, even a little bit, that can affect as well. Yeah, I think as well when you're on holidays, like we were saying um, the other day. When you go on holiday, your body just goes into, like you said, recovery mode and you mm. just kind of, all your body just goes, ah, yeah. chilled out and relaxed. Whereas when you're at home, you're probably kind of in a straight state of stress and your cortisol levels are through the roof. And actually sometimes it can make you lift a little bit heavier because you're on yeah. this adrenaline high and you're and just pushing well, through all the time. Obviously you move more when you're, when you're not on holiday, you're chilling out more and... Have you noticed this? When we try, now we're doing the weights on the evening, it's almost like you can lift more in the evening because you've always warmed up for a. See, day. I don't find, I think, it, again, it's a million different things, though, isn't okay. it? You might, I think that, that depends. No, everybody's different. You might yeah, find everybody's that Everybody's different. <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody different. is different. You might find it better to um, train in the evening. I prefer, everyone's got an optimal time to train. My optimal time is probably about nine o'clock in the morning. Mine is six minutes past seven. In the evening. In the evening. Exactly. Has exactly that. Exactly. Fine, Fine. you do that time. <laughs> um, but I think more so than anything, it's the fact that it's a different environment and it's nerve-wracking and you'll probably think that there's other people watching, so you're a bit more nervous and you're yeah. thinking, oh, I haven't got my safety blankets because the person that asked this question, I know mm. that she struggles with... Um, so confidence, um, yeah, confidence yeah. in lifting, and we've been trying to get her to um, do some pull-ups, probably... and she's scared of getting up onto the bar and holding yeah. her body weight up. Um, but it's something that we've worked on, and we've worked on different things. So maybe not screaming when you when you're training on holiday. <laughs> yeah. That'll help, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, but I think if you're struggling on holiday, and is it really a problem if you're doing seven kilo shoulder drink press? More, drink more alcohol. These are not helpful suggestions <laughs> that you're making right now. Being an idiot. Um, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, it is normal to um, lift different weight, lighter weights during the holiday. We think um, so, just yeah. and again, you're not trying to hit PBs probably when you're on holiday. Mm. Just go with how you're feeling. If you feel like you don't want to lift, if you're feeling like yeah, I'm feeling a bit like I've got a bit more energy, then lift a bit heavier. Go with how and, you feel. And as also, you've probably worked leading up to that holiday. Most people have hit that as a target. So you've probably worked so hard leading up to that holiday. You're absolutely maxed out as just before you go, you've done brilliantly, you, you've hit a goal, you've achieved it, mm-hmm. whatever. And your body's all, yep, yeah, after that, it's like a hmm, cool down. Yeah. Footballers after a football match, they'll go and, uh, go and train on the Monday and they'll do like a cool down 
mm. a cool down session. So if you're trying to... Yeah, it's like a tapering session, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. A deload week. Um, okay, I'm going to just go on to the question that was on the live here. So Lucy said, any tips for improving post-slimming group relationship with food? Ooh. This is a topic Trust of the process, contention. Isn't it? So... Um, Baby steps. What? No, so... Well, yeah, absolutely. No, sorry, I just shot you down this road. It's just no. an instinct, isn't it? Just a reflex. Um, so I would say it's a process that um, it does mm. take time. And it's trying to get yourself out of that mindset of, I'm on a diet there's going to be an end point to the diet. I also think it's how how your stomach feels because a lot of the time, these other diet things, people associate yeah. being hungry with doing well and we're going, we're going with fill your belly up with the wrong yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I think sometimes... And so when you've got a full belly, you yeah. think, I'm putting on weight. What I would say about certain slimming groups is they don't actually teach worlds. you the... Um, the education behind why you're trying to eat certain foods um, and instead they get you to use their program and they don't educate you as to why you're eating certain foods Um, and I don't think I think things are changing a little bit now Um, oh do you know what someone's put a really great comment at the bottom there who's put that Um, Caroline nothing is a sin that's the thing. Instead of putting, like, I, I did a reel on this today, actually, on my Instagram. You and it was, reels, I do yeah. love my reels at the minute. Um, and it was basically, don't eat the foods that you think are lower calorie and healthier foods because you'll end up eating more of those, Is it of the Brit, rubbishy it? foods. That Weight Watchers, whatever it was, in Little Britain. Goes, anybody know? Dust, anybody yeah, know? Yeah, that one, he said... Listen, it's out of the calories, so you can eat twice as much. Yeah, and that's what happens. When you eat something that's lower in calories, you end up just eating double the amount of it. And instead of eating the thing that you would have preferred in the first place, yeah. eat that thing first. So it's like, I love my Kinder Buenos. I'm going to eat over a Kinder years, Bueno every single day. It's been an emotional roller coaster, this uh, food calorie thing, because over <laughs> the years, I've found certain foods have a lot less calories than I thought mm. and other foods have a lot more calories for but yeah. overall you learn what are, what are the macronutrients of yeah, yeah the rough yeah. Yeah, yeah and also the calories roughly and that's where it starts doing it that's what i think slimming groups have um have a massive downfall with it's portion control because i know that there's um I can't remember which one it is slimming world or weight watchers where you can eat unlimited amounts of potatoes pasta um because they're yeah um (laughs) but what happens is they don't tell you that actually those things still contain calories so then when all of a sudden you come onto a diet where i say Mm. diet into a way of eating where you you are allowed to eat anything you want yeah. But you've got to be mindful. They're like, oh, but I can eat all these potatoes and I can eat all this fat and I can. you can't eat everything, like, in the quantities that you yeah. want to eat it. You have to be mindful of portion control. Whereas at Slimming World, you don't have to count calories. You don't have to it's count like things. It's not an all-inclusive holiday, isn't Yeah, it? it's not teaching you about yeah. food and how every single food has a calorie value. Well, it's not all-inclusive holiday. They don't give you a choice. They, they tell you what to eat on an all-inclusive yeah. holiday. They go... As much as you like. As much as you like. Yeah, oh, you're you like, do? okay. I'm going to have all I'm of that. I'm going to have everything, then. yeah. Exactly. Um, so Lucy said, um, I'm, yeah, I'm finding, I'm finding I feel bad for eating so much, but I know it's a mental thing. Uh, that's exactly it. The volume of food isn't an issue, but it's the calorie content of that food. So if you're eating voluminous mm. amounts of pasta and potatoes, then 
yeah, you're going to feel like, oh, I'm eating a lot of food here. But if you're eating voluminous amounts of vegetables and protein, you're going to be fuller up, but the calorie content's much lower. What I'd say as well, Lucy, when you're having these moments, put in the group, and we don't, yeah, put in yeah. the group if you're having a bad time, and just say, at the minute, my body, my brain believes the process, my body does it, or yeah. So what you're feeling, and that's yeah. that's where it is. Don't hold it in yourself. That's what that's what you've done so well there, because a lot of people go for this all the time. Yeah. And over time, if you if you give it just enough long, give it give it long enough, it will come true. It'll come through for you. Yeah, it's just it's a process. It takes time, and it is there such will a be certain things. Change. Yeah, and I mean we we've done Weight Watchers, we've done Slimming World, we've done. Yeah. Atkins diet, we've done all these different things and it's nice in a way. And that's why, to be fair, we came up with a strip plan. So I was like, no, there has to be we. a middle ground. <laughs> we, me, that's me pointing at myself here. Um, <laughs> those of you on the podcast won't be able to see this, but Tim's pulling all these stupid, weird faces at me. Those of you on the live can Impression see this. Of you. Yeah. Um, Lucy said, thank you guys. I will definitely use the group. Yeah, I do. And do you know what? That's the whole point of all this. Use the group as a soundboard and just... It sounds real cliche, cheesy thing to say, but it's a safe group. It's the same thing of... Um, safe space. It's like the gym. It's like our gym. The reason why people get into weights is because they're not intimidated by the gym floor because they're doing it with us and they yeah. know they can ask us questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, next question then. Um, this is from Kate. What is more beneficial, a single arm exercise, shoulder press, bicep curl, etc., with a heavier dumbbell or doing the same exercise with lighter weights? You're looking at me. So, go on then. You can. We asked you this question earlier. It depends. It really depends. If you're just going for uh, increasing weight, a bit log. The way I thought about it was about like a squat. You'll always uh, be able to. Kate's here as well. Hi, Kate. We're Hi, answering Kate. your question Hi, now. Kate. Uh, it's. You'll always be able to squat more than you can lunge, but there's such a benefit to doing single leg exercises like yeah. you forced me to do, which I do thank you for. Mm-hmm. Sort of. It's the same thing with arm exercises. You won't be able to lift as much single arm, but there is a benefit. You'll find of both. where your weaknesses are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's called a unilateral exercise. So basically, you should be training um, both kind of like with both arms, both legs at the same time, and also performing single leg, single arm exercise as well, because you'll find certain imbalances in certain uh, positions. Yes, definitely do you might, that, And yeah. especially with, um, so if you're just doing shoulder press, for example, with a bar, you'll find that, yeah, you might feel really strong because your right arm's maybe doing more than your left yeah. arm is. But if you go back to doing um, the same shoulder press, but doing it with dumbbells, you might find that one kind dumbbells of goes up easy than the harder. other. And the other thing I would say, by just doing a single arm, so I love at the minute... Arm out to the side, shoulder press. You almost knocked no, me No, I didn't. Then. Don't be so she dramatic. Almost, just... Anyway, single arm, press overhead, um, just because it works your core a lot more as well. How is it? Um, <laughs> you can't see on this. You can't see. Um, my left arm is weaker than my right arm. And so do you know what? The other thing I would say, only go with what your weaker side can do. So that's the maximum amount of Always, weight that you should you're lift. You're about to say that. Always go with your weaker arm if you're doing single arm movements or single leg yeah go with your geez. weaker side first so just say you're aiming to do three sets of ten and you get to the third set or whatever set and you only get to eight and you, do you that match on right, that yeah. on the on your stronger side otherwise you have one arm longer than you uh, bigger than the other yeah or one leg you'll just cause muscle imbalances and, and then that will cause injuries <laughs> and we don't want to cause injuries obviously no. um yeah so i would say put them both into your um into your workouts uh, the other thing is as well if you're constantly doing stuff both together 
Um, you might find that a bit of momentum helps you with your left side, for example. Awesome. She always starts with a left. Um, I always start Is that your weaker side, Kate? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just checking. Yeah, yeah. So always start with your left if you're trying to do that. The other thing as well, we get this all the time, saying people saying, um, oh, can I use an eight in this hand and a six in this hand? Absolutely not. No. You always train the same weights. I mean, one client did do that, but that's because I gave her <laughs> the that wrong weight. Weights. Yeah. <laughs> and now that's every time I give her a set of weights, she always looks at them and looks at me like... <laughs> Just double checking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, n neither of them are more beneficial. They both have different benefits. So I would say mix them both into your program. Well said, Rachel. Thank you. Next one. Um, right. Feel like I'm relying on protein powder too much as a veggie. I know I need to get protein from mm. more food sources, but any tips for this, especially quick options as a student nurse or meal prep? Um, yeah. So I think this was from uh, Lucy as well. So I, I did say this to Lucy on the um, live that we um, did on the Monday night. So we've got a list of Bible foods, um, which are a list of proteins, um, carbs, fats um, for vegetarians, mm. for vegans, um, for everybody else. And for fussy eaters. Um, this, yeah, this, so, this is going to answer the question for Yeah, so basically fussy, create sorry, yeah. your own list. So those guys, of you, uh, those of you that are on Stripped, obviously you guys have got the, the Bible list that we've got. Yeah, which don't gives tell you... anyone it if they're not on the Stripped <laughs> plan, obviously. But um, if anybody else wants it, you can obviously always message us and then we can send it to you. But um, what I would say is choose the protein sources that you like the most rather Definitely. than thinking, I need to have this because Don't mix it's good it up for too me. Much. Yeah, Don't think mix of some up. basic stuff. So if you think mm. of veggie, you've got things like tofu, corn, beans and pulses, Just lentils. Cheese counters, um, protein yeah, there are some cheeses actually for you that are higher in protein. Obviously, it's it's better to get. I mean, things like baby bells, great snack, full of protein. Mm. Um, what else have you got as a veggie? Um, there's loads and loads of different things. I'm not a veggie, so um, I don't tend to um, eat loads and loads oh, of veggie foods. But um, chickpea as well, like mashed up chickpeas, use that as like a spread yeah. on sandwiches, things kidney like that. Beans. Kidney well, beans, well, loads of stuff like there's that. There's loads of protein yeah. kidney beans, isn't there? Um, and there, there are loads Remember and loads. You tricked me, you made cake with kidney beans. <laughs> yeah, kidney Trip. bean cake doesn't Oh, no, there's always something. Like, people can benefit. <laughs> uh, people who listen, just imagine my face coming up to you now and she went, Do you like that food? Like, How does food. that taste? Does that, that taste, taste nice? That, does it taste, and does he's it like, taste... why? What have you put in it? Ooh, I'm like, why? It's I'm just, like, it's mm, just food. Yeah, it tastes nice. <laughs> and then once he's eaten it and he said whether it's nice or not, I'm like, yeah, it's got chickpeas in or it's got like tomatoes in that cherry. You don't have pie. to tell if there's chilli powder in it. That blows my face <laughs> off. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm a man, by the yeah, way. Yeah. So basically. Don't overcomplicate things. If you find two or three protein sources that you know mm. that you like, stick with them. Don't overcomplicate things. Recipes. Huh? Sources, said, as in like said. a sort protein sauce. Ah, I'm with you. You get it? Like, not a sauce, like a... Ketchup. Not ketchup, no. No, you can say. make a protein sauce. Can you make a protein ketchup? <laughs> Why? Why would you want to make protein ketchup? No, Just I don't make want to ketchup. make You need to make oh, it. I don't need to make anything. Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, and, that, and, and, and uh, <laughs> that's the other thing. If you're um, a you student nurse, if you're a student nurse and you need to have stuff prepped... <laughs> Do some meal prep. Can't you if just it take is up helpful. your patience? What? Why, are you patience. Be, why are you trying to be funny about everything that... today? It's really irritating. Like, oh, yeah, just take up your patience. Uh. Irritating. Go on then, Tim. Give us some tips on veggie protein sources, not ketchup. You don't even know, do you? You've really upset me there. You've embarrassed I? me. I don't even the, care. The viewers. Viewers and, and the, the podcast. The <laughs> listeners. <laughs> the viewers. <laughs> the viewers. Uh, anyway. 
Next, oh, so yeah, I'm hoping that has answered your question. So <laughs> choose, so basically the food Bible, go onto there and look yeah. at the protein sources. You'll find something on there that you like the look of. Stick with two or three of those, base your meals around those and then change up the flavour combinations around them. That's what I would it's say. Easy, you can easy, it's easier to meal prep then. And you see it's easier to get into a routine. Yeah. Then once you've got the routine, you can start tweaking it. Do you know what I say is really good as well? Um, and what's Lucy said? Yeah, I'll just take them off my dying patients. <laughs> That Lucy said that. <laughs> That's so savage. I think I like your sense of humour, Lucy. <laughs> we shall chat one Let's day. move on from that one, shall we? We're not taking food off dying patients. Anyway, I was one thing I would say with the um the <laughs> lentils and pulse and things like that, you can make incredible <laughs> Sarah's a nurse as well as she's just put her face up like oh Ethel, are you dead? Can are I you dead? Your, well, that's mine now. Oh, she's not dead, here you go. Anyway, making veggie-based burgers. Shut up, will you? Making veggie-based burgers from like chickpeas and pulses and beans, make a load of them up and then freeze them and just put loads of different sauces or make a burger burn. You could put burger in your salad. There's loads of different things. As long as you make stuff and meal prep them and shove them in your freezer, you can mix and make loads of different meals, but have that as your main protein source that you mix stuff up with. God, you let... I'll get, uh, <sighs> let's get that out. Right. Next one. Um, best exercises for upper back and progressing a pull-up. I'm struggling to lift myself even with a band for support. So lap pull-downs. This downs. is a great question. We like these. Um, so so, go on then. You can answer no, this to start back. with. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's what we work on. So if you think about the muscles that you are using when you are doing a pull-up, it's your lats, it's your triceps, your biceps, your shoulders. So basically anything that strengthens those muscles. It depends what you have. Are you talking now, sorry, about um, uh, pull-ups? Yeah. So I can barely do this time. I think it was last year. Start last year, I could barely do two pull-ups. We're lucky enough to obviously have a gym. We've got a power rack. I had about 16 bands stretched from one side to the other. And when I've done three sets of 10 with a band, it means I took a band off, took a band off. And over time, that's when I improved there. Also, it'd be great when you're starting out this to perfect your technique when it comes to a pull-up and, uh, and a lap pull-down. Very rarely do you bend your back, arch your back. You do with a lap pull-down because that's what um, uh, isolates your lats. So, yeah. and you do that same motion. That's a cue, isn't it, that we give to a lot of people that people don't like. So especially if you've come from group exercise and being yeah. told, keep a straight back, make sure your yeah. core's in tight. When you do a lat pull down, you arch your lower back slightly and then think about will... pulling your chest and shoulders back and yeah. pulling your elbows down towards your hips. Yeah. Um, and you have that, once you've got that motion right with the lat mm. pull down, that's when you can... St- Bring it into the um, bring it into pull up. Yeah. What people do is obviously you can see this in on the you can't see it on the obviously the, the podcast. What people do they'll they'll round when they're yeah. doing a lap pull down or especially a yeah because they're trying to use their traps aren't they? Well, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And so it takes time. You will feel a bit of a pinch in your back as well if you've got any back issues. You need to be careful when you're doing this. Mm. Um, but the main thing is chest up. Shoulders it's back. also finding what feels comfortable for you because there's certain grips for me. You have to pick that, your grip as well. Yeah. So mm. there's hands over the top. There's hands facing 
that way, so forwards. Um, you could also do pull-ups with your I hands in a Premier League I actually thought that was grip. a little climbing frame. That's not even <laughs> trying to be funny. I so thought. you can do your hands in reverse grip as yeah. well. So um, you need to pick, yeah, pick your pick your um, your pull-up. But the thing is, it's easy to try and learn it with uh, the same hands as a lap pull down because you can just follow that to start with it's just the mm. hardest type to do I think so for this person she's saying she's struggling to lift herself even with a band for support Get so I would so, yeah obviously but and I would say yeah. actually don't do the bands so okay. do what we do which is the inverted rows Who's asked this um, okay. This is Tracy, I think, that asked this one. Um, so what I would... We, we don't need to tell oh, everybody who it is. I'm, going, I'm sorry. Um, if, you're, if you're using the gym, if you're doing this at home, I'd say what you're going to say, to be fair, with uh, more bands or whatever you're going to say. If you're able well, to go to the gym... let me say it and I might now, say it. A lot of gyms now have the assisted pull-up machine. Mm. So if you are going to a gym, see if they've got one of those. Yeah. Sorry, a lot of the gyms don't have those, though. I so if... Have, no, no, they don't. It's nice. They it's have. kind of like a specialist gym machine. Oh, well, all gyms must have it, then. No, pure, pure gym, gym has gym it. Have. Doesn't David Lloyd have one? Uh, well, yeah, they might do. Not all gyms have them, though. If you look at, like, the Abbey, look at um, the the other one as well. Um, Is Liberty Leisure got Liberty it? Liberty Leisure, No. Um, oh. So there's a few places that don't so have 50, it. So 50. if you have, <sighs> you're being so awkward. No, so you're having a go. No, I'm not. not. Yeah, you're just buttoning, aren't you? Tim's <laughs> time to talk. I don't get. If I don't button, I don't get to talk. You just go like a foghorn for God knows how long. God, then Carol, what Where's was I going to say? Booze? What was I going to say? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Right, I'll tell you what I was going to say. So instead of using a bands for pull-ups, <coughs> do things that you can do where you're, you're not holding yourself kind of floating in midair. So things like inverted rows on a bar where your oh, bum's on the floor, yeah. pulling yourself up to the idea. bar. You've also got the TRX rows where you can put your feet against a wall, hold on to the TRX and pull yourself up and you can use your legs halfway to do that as well. Yeah. Um, it means then you're taking away the fear of... Um, hanging kind of like you know swinging around like a canary off a band because a lot of my clients don't like it they're like no I don't want to be floating around in midair it's it's frightening but if I get say here's a TRX I just want you to use yourself no. or use your legs slightly lot, and then use your body to pull a yourself a lot of people up. genuinely think the bands are going to snap yeah because they will not snap I mean they're, they're they strong are, bands yeah unless they are decrepit or whatever and you just picked a really really ridiculously light one they are not going to snap no. but the more you do it the more you'll trust it but yeah. if in doubt if you can get more bands on mm. get more bands on and get that a lot of the time people struggle with pull-ups mm. like you say the other, the, fear of the, yeah. the other thing i would say is practice things like hang and literally holding your own body weight yeah. so things like a plank um even oh. just holding yourself up and just hanging from the bar what you do a uh, lot like with your clock, negatives Negative. So if you can get a... Jump uh, up and then slowly yeah. lower yourself down. So you need a bench for that, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I did think uh, I might do a pull-up progression thing because lots of people have asked me because I struggled. So it's the one that has been my nemesis, um, pull-ups, and I was not able very to well. do it. Yeah, and do you know what? It's because you taught me. God, uh, yeah. Do you know what? I was the most uncoachable person in the world. <laughs> I was so that? stubborn. I was like, no, I, I know how to do this. I didn't. That was yeah. awful. And it wasn't until... Shut up. It wasn't until I watched videos back of myself and you kept on saying these things. To me, like, you're like, you're rolling shoulder. And I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, I'm not doing that. I don't know why you're saying that. And then we started filming myself and I was like, oh, yeah, I am doing that, actually. Sometimes you need to have an outsider's it perspective. It was like training Quasimodo. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, my um, pretty my shoulders <laughs> pretty quasi-modo. Thanks, Tim. Hey, you. The bells. <laughs> Sorry. You're done. Sorry. But um, 
to be fair, <laughs> what we were doing, and I will say this as well, don't try and lift the head up, put as few bands on as possible and try and force yourself you up. Find something that actually feels quite easy to start with. Do three sets of 10. By the time You'll you get to it. that second and third set, you will feel it. So even if, like, I've had clients before that have done this and mm. they've said, oh, it feels really easy. I'm like, just give it a minute. Just give it a minute. I was like, do three sets of 10. If that feels with easy, anything, then we'll drop down. You know what? I'd say that with absolutely yeah. everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, hi June I know June was going to nip in at the end of it we're recording this on the podcast today June so if you've got any questions that you want to add in fire away uh, one of June's questions was what came first chicken or the egg which was not helpful thanks though what came first chicken or the egg uh, the henches one I don't even know what the actual uh, if there's an answer to that or not how do you know if, um, someone, anyway. how do you know if someone goes to the gym how do you know if someone lifts what do you mean how do you what's know 20 someone? plus 20 why are you asking me these things? You should know this. 40. You want a question? No. What's 20 it's plus 60. 20? Always add the bar, don't you, Rachel? The bar's 20 kilo, oh, Rachel. God <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> yeah, okay, I know what you're trying to say. That. I thought you were asking about one of those um, mind It's not noise we can put on the spot, is it? <laughs> She always does that to me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for someone who lifts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, what, 20, <laughs> 20 plus 20 is 60. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, going back to that question, um, best exercise for upper body, back and progress for pull-up. Um, do things like, as well, bench press, shoulder press. So single even though rows. it's, yeah, single arm rows. So, but I would say practice pushing as well as pulling. So even though pulling is yeah. the, the actual the thing that we're trying to um, yeah. work, you've also got to think about the pushing movements as well because you, you've got to strengthen the whole of your upper it body. It helps each other, doesn't it? Um, a stronger back leads to a stronger bench press yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some, um, um, so, yeah, we hit all of, our, um, all of our upper body muscles when we do um, upper body day, don't we? <laughs> upper body day. So we do um, our upper body twice a week and we hit all of our muscle groups in that twice rather than just focusing on just the chest day but or just the arm day. Yeah, our main focus, the start of the week, it is back though, isn't it? Because we Yeah, we do back. With but we Posture. also do yeah we do chest, everything. Yeah, but I'm saying, I think the one thing what a lot of people do when they first go to the gym, they don't go at the, they don't go with their back to start with. They start thinking about their arms, yeah. their chest, and it's the vanity muscles. But what the back does is it helps with postural posture, muscles, yeah. with, uh, core strength, just helps a lot more with everything. Most people need to train their back. Most people don't tend to train their back mm. because it's um, back and legs. People struggle. It's just boring, they? or they yeah. don't feel it necessarily. I love training love my back, back now because it feels great. Um, June's ow, thanks. Um, June's just said, "What's your training split at the moment?" So we train. So if you think about it, because obviously we um, teach as well, we have to be careful not to overload. So we um, mm. we train four times a week for our um, I think it's for our strength training. No, no, four. You might do five, but I train I think, four. Okay. Can you just wait? I was thinking about chest, but you haven't done that. I'm anymore. not. I don't do chest now. More so, chest, only case what I follow. Go on, tell everybody what you do then. So at the minute, <laughs> so at the <laughs> minute, I'll do today. four sessions a week with you. Um, and I'm very patient with that. I'll do chest twice a week, but that's only like half hour each session. But at the minute, I'm eating more because I'm also trying for triathlon, so I'm doing runs and so on. Okay, as well, that wasn't the question, was it? You What's your training, training split? But training in general, that's what needs to be. Oh, you just, what'd you say about classes then? Because that's why I'm doing four days a week. Ideally, I would do five, so, but I don't. I do four strength sessions a week, which are two upper body, two lower body. So my lower body are, um, uh, to be fair, 
Two leg sessions are exactly the same, my two upper body. I tend to rotate them with a few different exercises that I quite like. Um, legs, I tend to keep my leg session the same because at the minute, the session that I'm doing really works for me and I really like it. Um, yeah, June's just said, back's my favourite area to train. I think once you know how to isolate your back muscles, it's quite a nice feeling, isn't it? And it's what? Didn't you... mean to cause an argument. Don't worry, it's always it's arguments happening. Your, um, <laughs> your back is where you see progression first. Well, everybody else does because you'll be looking back. It just, it's got a different ball game. Yeah, when you can tell when somebody trains their back, they just have a certain look about them, a certain mm. posture. And that's what we, we will we always so. make our clients train their back. Back and shoulders, great, great combination. Back and shoulders. Back and shoulders. Love it. Um, yeah, so that's our training split. Um, anyway, going back to that question, I hope we've answered that now. So train all aspects of your upper body. Um and in terms of progressing a pull-up, I am going to put together a little video, actually, on how to get your first pull-up. You've got the to The other stay. thing... Sorry. I will, come on, just one more sec. You just um, shushed me, no? Just No, I just went, wait, 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 one more second. <laughs> one more second, one more second. Yeah. Um, the other thing is um, scapular retractions. So yeah. just getting used to pulling your scapula so back. Right, exactly. So rather than using your traps and your shoulders and rolling forward, think about pulling your shoulder blades back and down. So pulling your shoulder blades into your back pocket. You've got that to stay. Help. When it comes to mm. pull-ups specifically... You've got to stay consistent because most of the mm. exercises you do, there's a relation to it to day to day. You know, yours on your legs, yours on your feet, walking where you've got when you do pull ups, there is nothing unless you mm. have the weirdest job in the world, you're never doing pull ups. And when it's so new like it was mm. for us, be patient with it. Oh, it's it, so difficult. It's such a good goal to expect to foul. And every time I do a pull up, I'm like, I'm not going to do another one. I can. think that's the thing because I've always been the sort of person that. I can put my hand to most things and I'm, I'm always... Don't we know it? Yeah. I like to be good at everything and yeah. I don't like it when I'm not good at something. So if I'm should've really, really... I have recorded that, don't you worry. No, I should have recorded um, we were doing it. Me doing ups, the pull-ups. Yeah. yeah, it was awful. Um, I've thrown the big... <coughs> so we fell out so much because of the pull-ups. But um, And the thing is, it's taken me seven, eight months now, hasn't it? To get and I've got my eight pull-ups now. Oh, wow. Um, but it's taking me eight months to get there. And the thing is, people give up. And if you look at the people that can actually do pull-ups, if you ask them how long it's taken them to get their pull-ups, you're probably talking years. And so that's well, something done it that from puts, a really young age. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean though, but they've been training for years. So Yuck. it's not something that you're just suddenly gonna be able to do. Most people if cannot you can do, do a pull-up. You can do it straight away. We don't want to know. Yeah. Um, let's put pull-ups as a performance goal again for me. Yes, June. Absolutely perfect. Um, but again, it will be something that will take time. It's an awesome performance goal to get. And I think there was something like only 10% of the population can do a pull-up or something ridic ridiculous like that. It's such a difficult thing to do. Look at it um anyway next question um love the idea of the walking group when do you see this happening a uh, right okay so we mentioned about doing a walking group didn't we we did basically to our oh, lindsay just tuned in then as well hi lindsay oh, right we are just answering your question now um so the walking group we have it. decided we are going to do it at the end of the eight week cycle so it's going to be like a big group get together and we'll do like a big long walk so it'll be every eight weeks on a sunday um and we're going to do it on the first one will be on the 11th i think it is of september you did say uh, yeah 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 
So, um, and then we'll get a big group get together. We'll have like a proper long walk and it'll be sort of like a, we've all managed to do this. Here we are. We did say about doing it once every um, four once weeks, but no. I think there was too much stuff Not going on and there was no way we were going to be able to get it all in. Um, so we said, we'll do this every eight, at the end of every eight week cycle. So the end of the eight week cycle will be after the next launch week. Um, yeah, I'm off. There you go, wicked. So yeah, put that in your diary then, 11th of September. So the 11th of, Sep 11th of September will be the end of when we do, we're doing a free trial week for people. So this is when I said to you guys, invite all your friends and family. Um, those of you listening on the podcast, um, you can come and join in with yeah, our eight week old. cycle, uh, eight week cycle, our one week trial we that we're going to do from the 5th to the 11th. Um, and it'll be a really, really like, I don't want to say intense, but it'll be like lots of stuff going on in that week. And then we're going it's to celebrate it. To, yeah. yeah, at the end of it. Um, so, yeah, so the next one will be on the 11th, or the next one, the first walking uh, trip we're going to do what is going to be on that? the 11th. It's on a Sunday. Sunday. So we'll do something like go around walk for a walk around the Licky Hills, maybe take a picnic with us, or we'll go and meet at a pub somewhere and um, we'll have uh, some food at the end. Get on the session. We'll work on the session. <laughs> no. Um, I think we've got one more question, um, which was biking or walking, which is best? It's like chicken or the egg, isn't it? What's it best for? What are you thinking about? I think it's easier to plan a walk. Mm. Is it? I know what this person is trying to do. So she likes to get... No, no. She yeah. likes to get her steps in. But going on the bike means she doesn't get her steps in. But what I would mm. say is the whole idea of getting your steps in is to show that you're being active throughout the day. You're active on so a bike, if you? you're on a yeah. bike, you're being active. Your watch might not necessarily tell you. But if, for example, if I was cycling everywhere every single day back and forth to work, but right. I was only doing 8,000 steps and I was doing an hour a day on my bike, I know that my energy expenditure has gone up a lot more than if I was just doing yeah, my like jogging, 8,000 steps. Jogging, yeah. So yeah. the idea is do whatever you enjoy more. So if it's to get your neat up, then yeah. do whatever you prefer. If you enjoy going out on your bike, go out on your bike. We did have this conversation about um, the Apple Watches and how you can get a different strap. I think it can go on your ankle so you can record your steps I think what it such. is, like you just said there, Yeah. if you do something you enjoy, you're more likely to keep doing it. Yeah. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Don't do it for an obsession. Yeah, just to get your do steps in for, and get your points. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we use a walk. Don't get it wrong. It's great to look at your steps, whatever, but the main thing about going for a walk is you clear your head. Clears your head, gets you, get you feeling good. Yeah, you dig, yeah. you unload, whatever's stressing your head, uh, in your brain, your soul. It's nice to um, walk out the muscles as well because we do a lot of training. There's so much more benefit to it. And as you would get on a bike as well, you do get that as well. But the main thing is you're doing it because you want to do it, not because you feel like you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's all of the questions that we have. If anybody has got any more questions on here, give us a shout and put them down now and then we'll answer them quickly. Um, but if not, I think we'll... Um... Well, if there's somebody you feel like we've missed for the other questions. Yeah. Um, too busy arguing. <laughs> yeah. So what I will say before we uh, head off is our next... Oh, can you just... Why? He's just told me he's lost his wedding ring. Well, it's outside. Outside where? I took it off and I was putting the steel in. So it's outside in the garden somewhere? 
Just on the floor. Fabulous. Anyway, um, the next podcast we're going to do, we're going to break it down into um, two parts. I think it'll be, it might be three, depending on how much we get through. So it's going to be on emotional eating um, and oh, coping God. strategies. I'm going to break it down into three parts, though, I think. So there's kind of like manageable bits. So we've got kind of why you emotionally um, and then coping strategies and then implementing those coaching strategies. Way, last year massively so physically like very as in like yeah being able you. to do it myself i hate you but i'm very proud of you <laughs> thank you i think we're going to record the first one of those this evening which yeah. will be exciting and that's going to be for those of you on um strip that's going to be um what part of your course content so that's going to come out in three parts again so you'll have lots of questions to answer on that as well um which will be fun um, and it also just means that um, it kind of gets it nailed into your head a lot more. Um, and it's something that we introduced last, was it last year or the year before? Um, it was the fun, fog, um, storm and something else eating. I can't remember oh, what they yeah. are. Uh, no. Um <laughs> <laughs> no um so there's four different parts of this emotional eating um so we'll you know dive into that it's gonna be very exciting and i'm very excited to start chatting about that eating? shortly huh? yeah that's storm eating storm fog eating. eating as well yeah and then fun and then there's something else something else basically effort <laughs> yeah effort, effort. um yes but we'll have a talk about that shortly right then for those of you on the podcast we will um see you next time goodbye for now bye